If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Caroline Stanberry. I have to clap myself because I'm in a room all by myself. I love it. So first of all, where in the world are you today? Now, normally when I ask that question, I secretly know the person's in LA or wherever they are. But with you, Caroline, it's really a question of where are you? Dubai, I'm back and I'm actually staying put. It's the first time in a long time I'm staying put. I'm not going to travel for a minute. Do you really mean that? I mean, in my head. Yes, I do mean it. Oh, look, I'm getting a ring light. Um, I do mean it. I, I'd like, I'm, I'm wedding planning. We are going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about your travel. I have so much to talk about. But when I was sitting down for this chat and I looked into, you know, I did a minute of research. Seven and a half years ago is when Ladies of London premiered. I mean, which shocked me. Like, does that feel like yesterday to you? Or does that feel like who was that? When was that? That's another lifetime. It, it feels like that was another lifetime. Who was that? When was that? I remember so little of it now. Um, you know, I, I look back on it with fondness, but um, I, 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 it's a completely different life I have now. It is. Did you know what you were getting into? You know, like reality TV is much different over here. Like I know you have a lot of friends in the States. Like, did you know kind of what you were signing up for? Not at all. I don't think you can ever be. I mean, that's, you know, part of the, the genius part of the way they cast people for reality TV is the whole point, I think, is that you don't know what you're going into. And that's what makes it so brilliant because you just see it un, unfold on screen. And also, you know, like, I mean, the great thing about reality TV and I think the characters that we all become, and even though it's not a character because it's you, but, you know, to the rest of the world, we're a character is that we change so much. And I think, you know, with Instagram, it's become a continuation of the show, in fact, for people that followed me and they've stuck, that wanted to stay with me and my family. And they, I get so many things as you're so different to how you used to be. Um, and people really notice and it's so nice. And, that, you know, you go into these things so naive. Um, you know, it, it, it's... it's uh, yeah, I mean, you can't really, and it's also so much down to who else they cast with you because, you know, your reactions to people and how you feel about people and the circumstances around, you know, things that happen to you. Completely. Did you know like what Bravo was and Housewives before you were involved? Um, did I know, I've got to think back, gosh, I think I was a Beverly Hills Housewife fan. I was always a Beverly Hills Housewife fan, but you've got to remember when we became a show, we um we didn't want to be a housewife show so we which actually in hindsight i think was one of our biggest mistakes 
we should have been housewives um because i don't think people really understood what ladies of london was going to be but we we should have just stayed with the with the whole housewife um thing but um yeah i loved loved uh beverly hills it's always been my sort of guilty pleasure to watch other people's lives to escape my own you know and i think back then i was so busy i was running you know i had such a big company i had twins you know, um, going home and shoving on Beverly Hills Housewives, you're just like, oh, Zen, someone else is having a shit time. It like got you out of your own head. Do you think like to your point, if it was Housewives, like Housewives of London, that it would have lasted longer? Well, I mean, there were multiple reasons it ended. I mean, I left as well, which is probably a big one of them because, you know, I sort of like was the linchpin in, you know, the girls, um, which, and, you know, I think that, look four years it was also very expensive for them to make it was you know um yeah i think it i think it probably could have lasted and i you know i think there's a big big um calling for it people love it people really really love it i think much more than the network thought they would in the end i think you've got diehard london fans and unfortunately you know when you start a new show the numbers, it takes time to grow a fan base and everything else. And I think just as we hit our stride, it ended. I say this all the time. I'm not just saying this because you're here. I think out of all the shows that are no longer on Bravo, this is by far the best. And I truly think it's better than like 95% of the current housewives that are on TV today. I think it's because, you know, we, it wasn't, it's not as dirty as it gets in a lot of the other ones. You know, we're, we're English, you know, there's a certain level to no matter how angry we get, the way we're going to react. And I think that's the difference. I think um, Americans are shocked by how we control our emotions. That's what was so brilliant to me about it. Like you could be falling down drunk, you could be getting in a huge fight, but just said with this British elegance and accents, you're like, oh, this is, this is quite lovely. Yes, I know. Do you think that was part of it? Just the whole British culture and the accents and just Americans were like, yes, I think that's part of the reason people um, still are so connected to me is literally, I think that, you know, no matter how rude I am to someone, when I say it in this accent, I can literally, you know, cut someone down and somehow they sort of walk away smiling, you know, they don't really understand what I've just done. You could be rude to me this entire show, Caroline. I would, I would love every minute of it. Oh, good. I love someone to beat daily. You could beat me. <laughs> I'm like a little bit of a, like a sadomasochist. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you have like a high and a low just from the whole time you were there? Like, is there something that sticks out as like a high and something that was just yeah. a low? Um, I think one of the big, well, my, my biggest high was probably the pool party saying goodbye to everyone. Um, I really, well, you know, really, really enjoyed that. And it it was really nostalgic and just looking back. And I loved, actually, I also loved New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. I don't think I'll ever forget New Year's Eve when we're all dressed as, you know, and that was quite serious. Like at the time we were really having fights. And now I look back and watch it and I'm like, when I took the apology back, you know, when I woke up in the morning and go, actually, I'm not sorry. And the things, you know, also just fighting with people when we were dressed as animals. It was absolutely genius. Genius TV. I watch it and just, I mean, it's, it is it's an iconic moment, moment. All of us having this ridiculous fight dressed as, you know, dressed in onesies. It was brilliant. Um, and the lowest low, I think, was probably, I mean, I, I, I'm very open about it. I think, you know, just the being sort of 
what I'd say, let down or betrayed by my girlfriend that sort of really wanted to come on the show. And it really, the trouble is these shows bring out the best and the worst in people. And fame or wanting to be famous or wanting to get on a show like this, some people will do anything. And, you know, bringing on a friend that I thought I was doing a favor and then she went for me with an, I thought, I mean, I knew she would go for me, but I honestly thought she'd go for me at the end of the first season. I didn't think she'd go for me at the end of the first episode. <laughs> I, it's a topic I, mean, I talk about. It's like the addiction of fame, right? It's like yeah. people just. Well, I think, you know, when you have a fan favorite, um, you kind of, some girls or some people are just threatened by that and they just want to go for you. They just want to knock you off your perch. Whereas, you know, um, and I get that. I, I, I do get that. But, you know, the, the, the audience see through it. Unless you've done something terrible to the person on screen, they don't really understand why someone would go, you know, hell for leather straight for you at the beginning just because they want your spot. It doesn't work like that. And who are you talking about for everyone who may not know? Well, you should know. It was Adela. Adela, well, I haven't spoken to Adela since. I know, but I'm just, you know, in case yeah. someone doesn't know, I, I assume that you guys did not speak anymore today. No, I won't. You know, once once I've been crossed like that, again, I don't expect, you know, so I, I don't mind fighting about the moment, but I don't like being sort of taken advantage of. That makes sense. I mean, there was this whole sense that it was, you know, it was an ensemble cast. We knew everyone, but it really kind of, was centered around you was that do you think like the editing or that just like you really were the linchpin I mean to me like you are the queen of ladies of London I've spoken to all of your colleagues but I'm just being honest that's what people think when they think of ladies of London Caroline is the queen yeah but you know what if they're honest and that most of them are to be honest because you know when you um they would say the same they always they all call me the queen and in a in a nice sweet way because actually the funny thing is when you're in it and you're all vying for each other's attention like one of us has to be queen right one of us had to be that it happened you can't choose who's going to happen how that's going to happen it naturally falls in i didn't go into that saying that i'm going to be the queen i did not in in a roundabout way somehow the audience picks right um they picked me just as fair enough as they could have picked any of them and I think, you know, at the end, at some point it annoyed people. And then, you know, people sort of now I think they would take it back on any level. They would they're literally like, let's do it again. You can be queen. You know, they are they they you need someone for people to love. You need someone for people to hate. You need someone to be the, you know, this. And, and, and that's what makes a good show. It's not like, you know, I wasn't being paid double of them because I was the queen. So, you know what I mean? It's like. It, it, it it's all immaterial really it's like being in a boy band isn't it doesn't matter if you've got one lead singer it matters that you're all up there completely and sometimes it's hard to carry the show you're just like someone do something like i'm exhausted today right yes gosh you're like can someone please bring something like it's hard it's, a, it's good to have an ensemble cast it is and i think you know but also we i, I had such a busy 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 life at that time that, you know, and I had such characters around me, maybe that, you know, also really helped me. It really had, you know, uh, I already had a story within my story. That makes sense. What about, you know, like when people say like Caroline or she's the ice queen, like, do you think you were accurately portrayed for the three years you were on the show? And I'm not Look, saying that in a negative. I mean, if someone called me an ice queen, I'd be thrilled. I'm fine. Um, 
I'm I'm tough. I'm really tough. I expect a lot from a lot of people. Um, I'm tough because I, I don't like weakness in other people. I, you know, I believe that, um, you know, I don't like victims, people that things always happen to, you know, like uh, lots of stuff has happened to me. I'm sorry. You know, I've been up, I've been down. But, you know, if I sit there and just expect the world to happen for me, it's not going to. And I so I, I just don't bend to that. And I also am super busy. I'm so busy. So everybody knows that if you want a nice answer, don't come to me. Just don't. Bypass me, ask somebody else. Um, but if you want a real answer and the truthful one, come to me, whether you like it or not. You know, but it's going to be short. It's going to be sharp because there are other stuff to do. I love it. I'm very much the same way. What is your sign? Your astrological sure. sign? I'm Gemini. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I expect a lot from people and like, I hate the victim mentality. It's such a turnoff and like every Sorry, aspect. No, like, what makes, I'm a 45 year old woman who moved to the Middle East with three kids, you know, who knew no one. Now I'm on billboards, I'm building companies and I'm, you know, building a hotel and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm the face of loads of companies out here. What makes me any different to another 45 year old woman walking down the street? I, they, they've got no idea of my show. They've never seen who I was before. They've never watched Housewives over here, yet I'm thriving. What, what sets me apart? Only my, you know, what do you call it? My, my drive, only, only my, my voice, only my, you know, nothing else. I'm not a supermodel. I'm not, you know, I'm not famous here. I, I did this for myself. I went in and I, I killed the game. I love it. It's true. When you did move to Dubai on the show at the end, it was, you know, I mean, I lost many sleepless nights. I mean, how could the Queen of London be moving to Dubai? I know. Was that like an easy transition? I mean, I know you moved to like your then husband at the time, or was it hard to kind of assimilate? Look, I moved. Um, I, I was ready by then. The show was ending. You know, I was in a big... Um, issues with my business you know I think I just I was just like ready to give up I was just like you know what I'm done I'm done with fighting with people I had you know a huge business I had 70 something employees I was exhausted I had twins I had everything you know I was like um I think I wasn't in an amazing space with my ex-husband and you know I just think um by then I was like fuck it I'm just gonna go and try and be a wife a proper wife and not work well that lasted about a week was the most boring time of my life. Really? Do oh. you do you think that was a perception like from seeing the show? Like, I mean, like, look at you had Gift Library and you were working, we saw that, but do you think that was like a misperception of just like, oh, she has it easy, she has all this money, like, you know. I mean, you you did work, like I got that, but do you think people thought your life was just charmed. People always think that they, they, you know, you have no idea. You can, I've got a team of people here that can tell you daily. I don't have all this money and, um, I, it is bloody hard work. You know, we, we've lost more, more members of staff here come in and go out cause they can't understand that. I really make it look easy. It is not easy. Nothing good is easy. And, um, you know, I'm building this from scratch. So, you know, no, I, I, I don't really care what other people think. I can tell them till I'm blue in the face that I wasn't handed a golden key to my, my kingdom, but no one believes me. And I can assure you the only thing my parents are leaving me is a bill. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water 
tastes so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I mean, look, I've had a lot of bad experience, if I'm being honest, in my journey with beauty products that have toxic ingredients that are fragranced. Listen, I love a great smell. Who doesn't love a great smell in their beauty product? But a lot of the ingredients are toxic. Now, I've personally break out and I've had negative reactions to a few past beauty products that I've used. Now, you know, here behind the velvet rope, we love to gossip, but that's when it comes to celebrities. I'm not going to drop names on which products didn't really work out for me. That's in the past. Let me tell you, doesn't matter anymore because I've discovered lather. Lather is what I turn to daily and the products are natural. Lather is what I use daily. And what I love is that they're made with zero synthetic fragrance. I got to tell you about their newest product. It's freaking awesome. It's cactus flower and aloe gentle face scrub. It feels gentle when you use it. It's awesome. And listen, like it leaves my skin feeling so luxurious and so like refreshed. Seriously, cactus flower and aloe gentle face scrub. Really, I use it. I use it every day when I wake up and every day before I go to bed. They have so many awesome products. Get 15% off your order with code velvet at lather.com slash velvet. That's 15% off your order with code velvet at lather.com slash velvet. Well, you landed on your feet per se. So, you know, you did move to Dubai. You ended up getting divorced, which led to this stellar podcast of yours, Divorced, mm-hmm. Not Dead. How do you love being a podcast host from one host to the other? Well, I mean, complete accident, really. Uh, never talked to myself, but I'm a talker. And actually, you know, everyone used to say to me, you should do something like this because people listen to you. And I don't know if it's the accent or whatever else, but the gibberish, because I don't even hear what comes out of my mouth half the time. Um, but yeah, I just started doing them and people started listening. And then people really started listening. And then look who we, where we are today. I can't quite believe it. I mean, yes, it became really big. <laughs> it's, it's a thing like in podcasting, everyone thinks it's so easy. It's not always so easy, is it? It's not easy. Um, funnily enough, all the things you think are going to work, you know, like my most popular podcasts are my solo podcasts, not the ones where I bring in these big names. People, um, want to hear what you have to say on life and people just want takeaways. They want giveaways. They want easy hacks. They want life hacks. I get it. And, and, you know, they want someone who's been there before them. And I think, you know, divorce is, uh, it's like, you know, all of these things, it's a very unspoken, um, language in a way that people are too scared to talk about it's like abortion it's like sex it's like all of these things that you know everybody's having it or done one or whatever or been through but nobody ever discusses um it's sort of like a it's it's a dirty word and i want to demystify divorce and demystify it for 
our children and the future generations because we're literally otherwise setting every generation up for a complete fail. And like, look at the statistics, like, I mean, who isn't divorced, right? Everyone's divorced. And, you know, uh, it, it, it's just unrealistic. It's an unrealistic thing. And, and if they're not, they're all having an affairs. And that's okay too, by the way. I have plenty of people that that works for. So, you know, either way, but like at least having a realistic view of what life is sets you up in a much better way. I mean, all of these things that I talk about now, I think to myself, if you told me this in my 20s, that life was going to be like this, I'd gone, you're out of your bloody mind. You know, um, but now actually, you know, if you told me you were going to a swingers party tonight or you were going down here, I'd be like, oh, that sounds fun. You know, how are you doing? Totally. I have no judgment anymore. I don't judge anyone. I get it. Like in your 20s, you just think it's all... These are the plans for the rest of my life. And even like in your early thirties, you have plans. And then you're just like, I'm just alive and living. And somehow I got here. It's like, I just had, um, when I had Susan Sarandon on, she was like, I'm a man, woman, I don't care. I love it. Do you hear from women all across the world just saying like, wow, this is really helping me based on your podcast? All over from like, I think the interesting thing is because I'm on uh, Dear Media, they said to me that most of their podcasts, in fact, all of them except me, don't have it. They're all American audience. Mine is the only one with a global audience, which is like Australia. Where else are we, Karen? Australia, England, US, US, and UK, India, weirdly. Wow. Um, So, you know, very bizarre. Um, whereas there's everyone else on there is all USA based. So that's quite interesting. But that's probably, again, from being on a show like, you know, Leeds of London, I presume. A global show. What is the best advice you could give to someone now like that's listening? You know, I can tell you all 90% of my listeners are women. The other 10% are gay men. So like someone who's going through a divorce, like what's the best advice you could give someone? Finish it. Get divorced. It's the best, best advice. The, the worst stage is the indecision. The most painful stage is the indecision. And, you know, having all your friends go, don't do it. It's not greener on the other side. You know, you've got a family. No, 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 no. It is greener on the other side. Um, your family will be fine because you will be happy. And there is no need to have two unhappy parents to create happy children. That just does not what happen. So get divorced, make yourself happy. You have one life and you have one minute to do it. I'm 45 already. I mean, you know, I really, uh, I, I don't have time to waste. I, I mean, I, you know, he doesn't have time to waste. Why, why, why sacrifice? What, what do I want to do? Get divorced when I'm 55, 60? Forget about it. I, I agree. It's like we only go around once, right? And you really do only go around once. And I think people forget. It's like, you know, think about it as an egg timer and watch the sand go through. You don't get a redo. And like live your truth, right? Because like when it's over, it's over. It is. And I think, you know, what we get caught up as young women. Um, and I, I just did this amazing podcast uh, um, with Lauren Richinger. Can't say it worked very well. Um, anyway, she was saying the same thing. From a very young age, we're always put into our future. You know, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get, sorry, when are you going to school? When are you going to university? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have the baby? When you're always in your, you're always being put somewhere. You're never gone, actually, do I want a baby? Would I like to go to school? Maybe I don't want a baby right now because you're so 
accustomed to being put somewhere. So I think, you know, it, it's not till you're 35, 40. And I think I started questioning myself around 35. And then 40, I really felt like myself. And now I feel absolutely amazing. There is nothing that can get in way of my mojo, frankly, you know, or tell me that my life is wrong because, you know, I am absolutely living my truth. I mean, what I'm doing uh, is not for everyone, don't get me wrong, but like it, it's, I am, I am um, reliving my entire youth, but with hindsight. That's, isn't that, the goal. I mean, to me, it's like, that's great. Yes. I look younger. I feel better. I've got tons of energy. I laugh every day. Might have something to do with the sex. I don't know. But, you know, um, uh, what girl wouldn't want to marry, I mean, a 26-year-old when they're 45? I'm sorry. He's hot. He's great with my kids. We barely laugh all morning, every day. I mean... I don't really know what else in life you're looking for. The rest I can do. And you know, he, he, he's got a brain, thank God. He's successful before me. He's going to be even more successful beside me. And um, you know. Where did you guys meet originally? I don't even think I know that story. I met him in Orange County. Really? Been, yes, yes. He was, he was doing his um, masters there. So I'd never been over there, but um, I met him in Orange County. He was in one of my audience for one of my live shows. I love this story. So it was all because really because of the podcast that you guys yes. met. Yeah. Was it like love at first sight? He would say yes. I, 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 I liked him, but he, I think he was, you know, meant to be the fun after my ex-husband. I didn't really take him that seriously, to be honest. Um, I don't think anyone took him that seriously. I, I, you know, I didn't foresee this. I didn't think I was going to be marrying him. That's for sure. Well, here you are. You say you're like, this is the best time of your life. You look the young best. You feel the best. So, right. You meet this Sergio who is very hot. Yes. Let's just get that out of the way, people. And then, you know, we have this shit storm from the media. Everyone has a comment and it's all over. You know, you're the cougar. He's younger. Everywhere. Everywhere. Like, so was that, did you ever go down that road? And like, did he go down that road of being like, oh, look at all these comments. I mean, like you at least were more used to it. I mean, I know he was kind of in the public eye too, but like. He was, he, he's always pursued this. You know, that's what I think people don't understand because he was a soccer player. He's good looking, you know, he's got a master's. I think, you know, people think somehow he's like some, you know, guy that I picked up in Magaluf without a passport, um, you know what I mean, <laughs> that, totally. that, that lives with me in my garden, in my house as a sex slave. And that's just not so. Um, he has a voice. He is a proper person. My kids love him. And he's been through a lot to be here. But for whatever reason, I think, well, I think when you fall in love and you're younger, I think it's everything, isn't it? It's like, and I always say to him, you know, um, you may not feel the same way in a few years because that's what happens when you're in the twenties, but you know, like, fuck it. I mean, why not? You know, for now it's, it's amazing as it is. It's great. We love each other. We're having the best time. We're going to get married. He wants a baby. Um, you know, you've got to understand also he was a professional soccer player from the age of 15. So he's been playing since 12, 15. He joined Real Madrid. So I think, you know, he really feels like 
he grew up quite young. He traveled the world. And so I guess, you know, maybe by the time he was that age, he was just ready. He was ready. Um, but, you know, people asked me what we were going to do in 20 years, but I didn't know what I was going to do with Jem in 20 years. I mean, what, what difference does that make? I don't know. I, I don't see myself. I have so many gay boyfriends that, you know, I always had this plan that I was going to live on the on some island with a whole load of gay men, which, you know, Sergio's actually up for anyway, if I want to. Um, so, you know, I'm going to create my own reality. And, and I, you know, what my mine and Sergio's relationship looks like in 20 years may be something that we negotiate. And that's between us. Well, I'm sure if you went to the island with all your gay friends, none of them would argue with Sergio being there. No, they all love him. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And like, I mean, and also, do you think there's like this huge double standard when all this was going on too of like, oh you know, God. men do it every day. I mean, Dolph Longroom, um, oh, so many, so yeah. many. no one bats an eyelid when, you know, a guy walks down the beach with a 20, someone that's 20 years younger than him. Uh, Mick, uh, Mick Jagger's like 30 years younger, I think, at the girl. When it's the girl, it's fine. I think no one thinks that a young guy can find an older woman attractive. That, you know, actually many more young guys find older women attractive. It's just older women have been so conditioned that they, that, that young men think it's just for sex, that they don't actually, you know, acknowledge or give them a chance. And I'm not saying there aren't some, you know, young guys out there who just, you know, looking for older women just to, you know, have some fun with. Of course there are, but you can't, there are a few good ones too. We got to like get into the modern century here, people. Tracy Tutor's doing it too. Her boyfriend is 26. She's doing it very well too. You're both, you both chosen very well. Yes, we have. What about you got engaged in the Himalaya? So what is going on with wedding planning? Like what are your plans? We're getting married in December. Um, so we're right in the midst of wedding planning now. It's crazy. Are you going to get like, what type of wedding do you want? Big wedding, small wedding? Well, I really, I had 750 at my first wedding. So wow. I really want something casual and like more warm. Um, and I want to be a little more involved. I just think I was so sort of like because we got married in Turkey and his parents did it and we weren't really over there I kind of turned up as a guest to my own wedding in a way you know um I didn't really know it was spectacular it really was it was beautifully done but it wasn't done by me so this one is going to be you know it was funny because we were in a we're in actually the same hotel uh it was the same sort of hotel kind of thing it's a big big hotel over here but it, it had very much the same sort of feel, this sort of big palace. And I'm like, oh, my God, I went to find the smallest area with the smallest garden. I was like, I, I don't want I don't want that. I want, you want like an intimate. intimate. Yeah. Does Sergio want the same thing or did he want like a huge wedding? Well, S Sergio is definitely bridezilla in all this. Um, you know, and I have to remind myself that, you know, I'm doing it again and he's doing it once. Right. And he's so excited. Um, and I don't, you know, it's like everything in life, you know, that's the, that is the, the issue with dating a younger guy is that, you know, you don't want to kill their joy. Like Sergio wakes up and bounds out of bed and wants to go to, I don't know, do all these wonderful things. And, you know, I, I'm like, 
I want to go to work or, you know, everything's a first for Sergio, whereas everything's like, oh, I've been there, done that. And as I try not to do, you know, I do sometimes get that and then I catch myself and I go, fuck, it's not just my wedding, is it? I need to tell you guys about the way to healthier hair. And that is Way's best-selling leave-in conditioner. That's Way as in O-U-A-I. Now, let me tell you what I love about Way's leave-in conditioner. It's not just that it hydrates my hair. It's not just that it fights the frizz. Oh, I know. You think I have short hair and I don't have problems with frizz. Oh, I do. And let me tell you, this conditioner protects your hair and helps with frizz in up to 450 degrees. Trust me, your hair will thank you later. But that's not the real reason I love Way products. It's the smell. Way's leave-in conditioner has a floral fragrance with notes of bergamot, ah, violet, ooh, and white musk, ah. So listen, discover a new way of life with leave-in conditioner from Way. Go to Way.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. Smell it first, then use it, then thank me later. Um, But it takes me a little bit of time because... I am so, I have managed, at the beginning he did want the big, big, big wedding. Um, like he wanted, he wants the first dance and all this kind of stuff. And I hate it. That was one of the worst parts about my first wedding is having to do the first dance in front of 750 people. And I'm the most non-coordinated person on the planet. Really? So, yeah, I actually had to stand onto my ex-husband's feet. So I really don't want to do that again. I'd rather get wasted and break dance and do a slow dance in front of somebody else. So I'm like, we're fighting over that at the moment. And then he, I think, you know, he's really sensitive. So he gets it. He said to me, you know, I, he knows that I'm like, I, it's giving me anxiety. I don't want a wedding to give me anxiety. So, um, you know, I, he's really kind and he's really nurturing and he sort of, he does sort of bend. So that's good. We love that. What about, you mentioned he wants a child. You'll have more children. He does. He wants a baby. Um, I'm 45. So, you know, look, let's see. I, 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 luckily, I wear, work for one of the large, I'm the face of the la- fourth largest healthcare company in the world over here. So, um, so they have an IVF um, clinic as well. So let's see what happens. But I'm definitely going to, it, it, it won't be natural, put it that way. So maybe we could expect this after the wedding. Well, not the day after, let's hope. Mm. We'll, we'll give you a little while. Are there any, I know you're friendly with a lot of Bravo celebrities. I know like you were just, you ran into Patty Stanger. I know her really well. Like anyone that we know from the Bravo world or that will be at your wedding? Um, actually, I have invited Patty. I love Patty. She's amazing. Uh, we're, we're actually doing a sort of like, a, I'm going to run her uh, Middle East and UK sort of dating. Um, you know, we're going to join forces and get because of Divorce Not Dead, I think a lot of people sort of look to me for dating advice and where to meet men and how to meet men. And, you know, um, so I'm, Patty and I thought it would be a natural progression for us to do stuff together. So it's really exciting. And I, I just really enjoy her company. Um, who else have I seen? Marissa, Herma. I went to see her in LA, I went to her new hotspots. And it made me so warm and fuzzy because I was like, you know what? She really found her stride. Um, in London, I think it was an uphill battle for them. And then now in LA, she's like the queen, the queen of restaurants. It was her insane. places are great. 
Her places are great. They, she was flying. Couldn't believe it. I was like, who is this woman? She was hosting everybody. And she was, you know, she's just cool. She's found her stride. You know, Marissa, I don't think she found that in the UK. Um, who else did I see? Um, Bravo Wives. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, uh, Larsa Pippin's going to be one of my bridesmaids. Um, she's a very good friend. Love her. Uh, who else? I don't know who else I've seen on Bravo lately. Um, Are you going to be watching the Real Housewives of Miami reboot when it comes to Peacock streaming? Yes. I mean, I feel like I lived it anyway because, you know, like, I mean, obviously Larsa would call me. Um, I was meant to be. It's annoying because I was going to go and film with her. But uh, I got to the airport and got turned away. So because um, I, I, I'd been in Europe, so I couldn't get out there, and then I missed her totally. But I, I'm a huge fan of Larsa, and um, she's got a heart of gold, and I think this show will be great. I'm fascinated. And I know Lisa as well, so met Lisa. Um, so I'm, I can't wait to watch it. I, I, love, I love Housewives. It's really good. Are you watching this season of Beverly Hills? I am, through my fingers. I can't believe what I'm... I, I just... There are no words. It's... Um, TV wise, it's amazing. Um, but when you realize it's reality, it's pretty, pretty bad. It's shocking that it's playing out on TV. And I mean, we don't really know what's going on for real. Would you stay on, like, if you were, if this were happening to you and you were on a show, like, would you stay on the show? You know what I mean? Like, like if, America? yeah. Um, very difficult isn't it probably I, I think I'd run um but you know and I think it's I think I don't think she's coming across that well um because she's she's very defensive which is I get it because she feels ganged up on but when you look at the flip side of what what's been going on behind you're like you know the audience isn't connecting with her um you know, so it, 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 it's difficult. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't stay or have stayed on. But, you know, again, if you're going into uh, trouble and, you you know, this is your job, what are you going to do, quit? You know, this is the way you make your money, your living. So, I mean, I don't know what choice you have either. Yeah, I mean, it's good money after a bunch of years and it's hard to walk away from. Yeah. It is kind of hard to watch, though. What yeah, about... I, I, yeah, How go on. I'm reacting to her in America. I don't know. Not great. Not great. I would say people are just, I think it's like you said, she's not really helping matters, I think, by not acting like she cares, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's very difficult. And I think, you know, no matter what you feel and how sympathetic you feel, when you see her wearing designer things and all of this stuff, you're like, oh God, just take it off. <laughs> it's very difficult very 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 difficult one I, I you know it's it's so it's so out there that you can't really fathom what's happening right and then you almost go the other way of like well does she know something we don't know and like that's why she's so calm like it's all going to come out that I don't know but it's not going well yeah. what about all the talk that always surfaces I mean I know you don't live in California but everyone who always says I'm sure you've heard everyone's like you need to be one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills I'm sure you've heard that before Yes, I mean, I have, and I, you know, I love Beverly Hills. I mean, I'd love to be on it, but you know, it's that taking that leap to move to America, isn't it? Um, That's kind of part of the job, I guess. Yes. 
you know, and I have to, you'd have to move and you have to sort of, it's, it's you know, I, I'd love to be on Housewives of Beverly Hills, but, you know, it is what it is. It's like, I think I'm just going to have to be comfortable watching it from afar. <laughs> no, I've got friends on it. I love it. I mean, having said that, I'm quite grateful I'm not on it this season. That's the thing. It's like you almost feel for, you know, there's been all this talk with like Sutton of like, we're going to get dragged into this stuff. Like that's yeah. a whole real concern too. Yeah. What, well, let's speak about your travel. I mean, I have been to 56 countries and all seven continents. And I thought I was like this big traveler, but I watch your Instagram. As you mentioned, we all keep in touch with what you're doing on Instagram. I mean, I am just in awe of your travel with search. So how is this like, how, why, like, is this, just fun is it like a business and like how do you do it you do it so well you know like you know when i said everyone thinks it's easy i look at your instagram and i'm like it's easy it's she's in like every it's a business it's a business i nobody i, I travel more than million billionaires you um, do it, yeah it's a business i work with hotel um one of the largest hotel chains in the world um, and I get sent all over the world and it's part of my job and I make, you know, it's part of my family's job and we have a lot of fun doing it. And I've been, been with this, uh, with, it's with, um, Accor Hotels and I love working with them. I worked with them for two years now. I'm actually, you're about to see me move into the most luxurious hotel in Dubai. And I'm, I'm staying in a $15,000 a night house with four bedrooms, which will, it raffles the palm and they're actually throwing my wedding as well. And, you know, it's, it, I'm just, I don't really know how it happened, but, um, it's funny, this influencing thing, because, you know, I hate the word, but apparently I do influence quite a lot of people. And so people follow and they love, and you know, the people that follow me are intelligent, articulate, um, you know, wealthy people and who sort of do really follow where I go. And it's, I guess it works for brands and, you know, it's great because I get to have amazing experiences with my, my, my fiance, with my kids, you know, and, um, these times are priceless and, you know, I get, I, I get to make, call this work at the same time. I seriously have envy every time. Like I, it, it works because I take notes every time you're somewhere. I'm like, huh, okay. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Do you have like, what's one of the favorite or few favorite places you've been? Oh, I mean, just, I actually really um, did enjoy uh, the Seychelles and I, I loved, I mean, the Himalayas, I loved climbing the Himalayas. That was really, really hard. Um, I Much harder than I ever imagined. You know, we went higher than base camp Everest. Wow. Um, so, you know, if you told me I was going to, Ever, uh, you know, Everest, I probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah. But I hadn't even Googled the Himalayas. So I think I thought I was going to call Chevelle for the weekend. Um, but when the helicopter dropped me off and I looked at the mountain, I was like, shit, I'm not getting off this. And we didn't bathe for six days. Wow. Um, we were nine days on that mountain. Um, and, you know, it, you, it, it's, it's very humbling and very diff different. You, you have no choice. And it's, you know, I, I'm a very, as you said, I'm the ice queen, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm a very determined woman. Um, when I put my mind to something, I, 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 um, I finish. Is there I finish. a, I like it, but I finish. Is there a place you haven't been that you're just, is at the top of your list to go? Australia. I've never been to Australia and I've got a lot of fans there actually. 
And I really want to go to Australia. I just, I'm waiting for someone to invite me. So if anyone's watching this or listening to this, invite me. Well, now that the world is open, maybe you can resume the podcast tour. I know you had a podcast tour that was kind of in motion at the beginning of all of this. I know. Actually, no, it's quite funny. I mean, I, you know, I did like the live audience thing, but I think it's easier to hide behind your screen, isn't it? Um, but yes, I think that that's, um, that, that is one of my, um, my plans to do it again, but you know, I definitely like to go to Australia. I'd love to take this to Australia. Um, and a podcast tour. Yeah. I love connecting to people with people. Yes. So if anyone wants me to come to Australia and do my podcast, then let me know. Let's just put that out there to the world. Manifest. Could you see yourself back on reality TV? Yes, I'd love to go back on reality TV. I could always see, you'd never say never, you know, um, you need to have the right opportunity. I mean, I live in the Middle East, so, you know, it's not like it's going to bang on my door. You never know. I think Sergio and I need our own, uh, you know, spinoff one day. I would say like a spinoff about like home life in Dubai or like a travel show of like going to like the modern day travel yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, I think people, a lot of people get a kick out of, of our YouTube right now, which I thought was a load of rubbish, but it seems to be, um, people are really enjoying it. So, um, you know, maybe it'll just have to stick to that till we move to the U S right. Would you ever move to the U S Oh, a thousand percent. That's my, you know, my long-term goal is to move there. Um, just right now work here is so good, um, that it's hard to give up my, you know, and also I, I, I have to live next to my, I live next door to my ex-husband. So I, I wouldn't take the children from him. We're, we're very good friends. I wouldn't do that until he could come with me. Well, that's another thing you've done so well. You know, speaking of your podcast and divorce, we all know many people get divorced and they don't speak for, you know, the rest of their lives, 20 years, 10 years. Like, how did you guys do it so that you really remained friends and are co-parenting in such a positive way? Well, I think it's down to the woman. I think it's always down to the woman because, you know, um, how the woman reacts. If you have a crazy ex-wife, I mean, I am, people think I'm crazy, but you know, I'm not that crazy. I'm quite pragmatic. And you know, there, here comes the ice cream without a heart. There you go. Because that helped me in this in a way, because when I moved on, I'd moved on and, you know, um, I love him very much and he'll always be the father of my children. And, you know, um, so I was never crazy. I never did this like back and forth. I never, did what a lot of women do, you know, where you sort of like, you know, the screaming and the crying and then want it back. I didn't, I, I think I'd done all my grieving at the end before. And so when I was ready to go, I was ready to go. And, you know, I'm very cool. I'm, you know, I just want him to be happy. I, you know, I wanted it. I want him to live in a beautiful house. I want him to find a beautiful girlfriend. I want him to be happy and a happy ex-husband makes me happy. So, you know, um, of course there were difficult times when, you know, there always are one of you's up, the other one's down, but you just have to swallow hard and know that it's a minute of time, you know, like normally if he got angry or I got angry, you know, it would last a day or a day and a half. And then, you know, of course you have to speak about the kids again and then you just let it go. You just let it go. It's not worth it. And as I said to him, no matter how much you'd like never to see me again, it's not going to happen. You're so like, you're not getting rid of me. Yeah, it's, it, we're, we're stuck together and we're, we've got a daughter going to college soon. So, you know, at this point, we, we, we're, we're, we're going to have to go around America together and look at colleges. We're going to we have to put parties together. I went to dinner at his house last week. So I, 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 I now he hosted Christmas here. I had dinner at his house last week. 
I've just, he is part of my family and that's it. He's just my extended family. If you did ever move to the U.S. like you plan to, maybe far in the future, where would you settle? Would it be like California? Would it you be know, New York? I used to say, yes, I wanted, I used to say L.A. Now I'm thinking like, I mean, believe it or not, somewhere like Orange County. I mean, I'd do L.A. if I got housewives, Dubai, I mean, not Dubai, Beverly Hills. Um, but if I got, you know, you know, something like this, but actually really I love um, Orange County. Well, there's Housewives of Orange County as well. Well, that, they cut that, haven't they? No, it's still on. Oh, is it? We have Heather Dubrow coming back, so you would be... Oh, I like Heather. I like Heather very much. Well, maybe I can go on that one. <laughs> well, here's... I mean, I think if you wanted to move to the U.S. and you can just pick up the phone and call Andy Cohen and say... I don't think I have his number. No. Um, no, you know what? All jokes, all jokes aside, I, I, lo- I love the franchise. I'm very happy watching it. I'm very happy. You know, I, I've got I, I, I've got my family. I'm good. You know, if someone comes knocks on my door, you never say never. But um, I definitely, sadly, can't pick up my um, bags and just chase myself around America. Well, I know. You're too busy in Dubai. What if someone came to you and said, "Look, we're going to do a limited reboot of Ladies of London." Well, I mean, you know, the, the trouble with Ladies of London is that, that we've all gone in different directions. I don't know how they do it. Um, there was talk of it. There's always been talk of it. Um, you know, I, I don't know how that would work. I mean, face me with the problem. We'll let you know. A month in a month in London, all of you reunite. You know, with COVID, though, all of these places, they've changed so much. Um, London's changed so much. Yeah, you never know. Um I love Ladies of London, and if not, I would just love to see it back anyway. If not with me, I'd love to see it back, because, I mean, I know some fabulous girls in London that would be so good on it. Well, I was just going to say, since you are an entrepreneur and you have your hands in so many cookie jars, would you ever consider maybe producing such a show and bringing it to a network? Not, it doesn't <laughs> oh have to God. be with you any, you, you can do this from Dubai. Listen, Caroline, I'm just trying to get you some I know you're here. just throwing anything out there. <laughs> I mean, Look, you just have to come and see what I'm doing. We are so busy. We're doing brand Caroline over here. Like I am, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if there's a queen of Dubai, but I, I, I'm looking to be it. What do you, I was going to say, like, what is keeping you so busy over there? I mean, tell me about all your current projects. Well, I'm the face of a huge healthcare company. I'm the face of a huge hotel company, which I travel with. I'm building a hotel, an eco hotel. Um, what are we doing? I'm working with Patty. Um, I've got a shoe line, uh, which I think is it's in the States as well, but um, it's in the Revolve and it's in um, Harvey Nichols. It's in Saks. It's in so many places. Huh. Um, and then what else am I doing? Oh gosh, so many, so many, and the wedding planning. I, I literally, and I've got three kids. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, That's I, enough. It's enough. How is building a hotel? That can't be an easy thing. It's not. Um, it's very up and down. So let's see. When I say hotel, it's prefab. So I'm not. It's not bricks and mortar, which definitely helps. It's an eco hotel, so I'll keep. I'll keep you posted. But well, one, one room's being built now to see. So it's exciting. So fingers crossed it all goes to plan. But you never know. It could go tits up. It could go tits up. What about because we talk about how it, you know, you make it look so easy, even though I know it's not. But you're always so, and Sergio too, you're always so fashionable, both of you. 
If you could wear one brand for the rest of your life, just one, what brand would you pick? It's a hard question. Someone asked me this on a podcast and I'm like, this is the best question. I'm stealing it. I mean, I guess Chanel. It's a good one. Just because of bags and shoes, I'm obsessed. But I mean, if you want actual clothes. um, hmm. It's hard, right? I love like Isabel Morant and people like this. I love cat. I mean, here we dress so differently. I mean, so I'm, I think I'm in H&M today and Cotter Sisson. And then you just put a fabulous handbag. I get, it's like high and lower. So much money on clothes, so much money on clothes and handbags. I'm, I'm getting better. It is an addiction, um, but I am getting better. But then all of you lot out there want to see me dressed. So, you know, it is what it is. It's your Instagram. It's now people expect that, like now. Expect it. But now you can do a whole staying at home series. Exactly. I'm about, I mean, exactly. Me and Sergio at home. As we wrap up, do you keep in touch other than like you saw Marissa, like do you keep in touch with anyone else from Ladies of London? I mean, I know you said you would not speak to Adele and you keep in touch with Marissa, but anyone else? Marissa, Juliet, um, Sophie, obviously. Sophie's coming out here for half term. Um, Pretty much everyone else. I mean, Julie, I don't really uh, speak to that very that often. I mean, we've done the odd like on each other's picture, but that's about it. Um, yeah. And what do you think is like the biggest misconception of you? I mean, I know we talked a little bit about that, but like when people think about you having watched you on TV for three years, like what do you think people have all wrong? That I'm, I'm. I think people think that I'm hard without a reason. I'm hard on people because I expect results from them for them you know like i i expect that of myself so i don't buy weakness in a way and i think that's the problem so i'm i'm a lot kinder than maybe you think because it's always it's it's for the best of somebody else um i I'm, i've got a, i i've got a very very giving heart but you know i'm tough do people who meet you as you travel, well, first of all, do you get recognized as you travel to all these countries? Like, do all they know? The time. Really? All the time. And are they always afraid of you? Are they well, like. They are actually, weirdly. I think my Instagram surpassed the show now. People are obsessed with me and Sergio. It's, it's bizarre. I think we give so many people hope, but everywhere we go, it's, and especially, I suppose, as a duo, we get recognized all the time. You give people hope for love in it's travel porn too. It's like, I mean, I'm obsessed with hotels. So it's like hotel porn, it's travel porn. It's like, yeah, you also eat well. So it's like food porn. It's like everything. Yeah, we eat. We, I think, you know, they see us do it all. Um, so yeah, we, we get recognized a lot, a lot. Yeah, more and more. It's nice. But it's nice. People are so lovely because they're genuinely interested how it works. And we used to, at the beginning, I think people used to think that, I think they thought Sergio and my relationship was for Instagram. I'm like, can't keep that up for two and a half years. I mean, he's a puppy. I mean, look at his eyes. You, 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 the, the eyes don't lie. The eyes don't lie. And you don't get engaged at the top of the Himalayas and plan a wedding if it's all for Instagram. Oh, that was a sports car out there. Can you hear it? Yes, I could actually. That's the problem with Dubai. (laughs) There's millions of dollars worth of cars out here. You've never seen anything like it. Bugattis, Ferraris. Here we go. Let's let this one go by. Well, I'm in New York City. So normally. Sorry, there's no violence. 
but there's fast cars. I love it. Well, no, normally people could hear sirens and they're like, where are you? And I'm like, it's New York. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm, I'm up high. It's just ever, like you say, all these places have changed ever since COVID. I hear so many sirens now. They never, it's like, I'm, I'm not used to it because yeah. I live here, but Siren when I do podcasts. In New York, it's sad. You know, we, we in Dubai live in this beautiful bubble of, um, you know, safety. And honestly, this is the worst. This is, this is the, <laughs> this is the most annoying thing that happens to us. Is this such an American question? Do you, I mean, I've been to Dubai before. Do you ever run into Lindsay Lohan? She does live yes. there too. Yes, many times. I was, uh, yeah, I see Lindsay. How is Lindsay doing these days? She's good. She's good. She's happy. She's settled. Yeah, I think, you know, it's her home. And I think the thing about Dubai is why, you know, people come maybe like her is that there's no paparazzi. Nobody gives a shit. You know, everyone leaves you alone. Um, so, you know, I guess she just wants a quiet life and that's what she's doing. Which is so nice. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to leave us with? Thank you for entertaining all my questions. I really appreciate, I've wanted to chat with you for a very long time. So I really appreciate no, you. It. Been an absolute pleasure. No, no, nothing else to say. Just, um, thanks for having me really. Where can everyone follow you online who doesn't already and listen to your podcast and everything? So I'm on every podcast platform. It's um, Divorce Not Dead by Caroline Stanbury. And then Caroline Stanbury on Instagram, Caroline Stanbury on YouTube. Um, what else am I on? I think that's about it. But um, I think Karen will send you everything. But yes, follow me. I will share it all. I really appreciate this. I do follow you. Say hi to Sergio for me. I will. He's not here. He's gone out. <laughs> Next time we speak, he can make, I mean, he made that cameo on Watch What Happens. I feel like, you know. I'll oh, he's, he would, if he was here, he'd be on here. I can't keep him off, but um, he went, he went to the opening of a beach club and I stayed here to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that a lot. So thank you so much for your time. Really. Pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Nice Bye. talking to you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.